she uh I've just seen real quiet today, man. You alright? <laughs> Conspicuous. I, Inconspicuous. I, I ain't heard this nigga spit one bar since he's been here. Are are you are you uh cheer, cheer, cheer. Are you drinking hibiscus? Are you sipping hibiscus tea with your do-rag strings dancing in the breeze? Mm-hmm. Oh, Why so quiet today? He nods, he, he nods in agreement. Are we on air? I'm uncomfortable. Are we on the air? I, I mean, I don't know. I hope not. Um, well. Yo. Cheer, cheer, cheer. I put some bass in my voice. Cheer, cheer, cheer. Yeah, I hate listening to myself. <laughs> this shit. I ain't gonna hold you. I'll be like, yo, I yo, sound you, dorky as shit. Yo, yo, you ever think you was cool as hell and then like you hear a voicemail of your voice and you be like, oh. That's what I sound like. No, no wonder I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh man, so this is um wonderful, man. This is the what would you say last week it was gonna be? The the wash the This wa- is the wash episode. The wash episode of Podcast. Squad. Episode 30, man. Episode 30. 30. I mean, 30. I mean, that's how we do. I am Scoop. Yo, hold on. <laughs> Y'all know every every week I introduce myself and I say I am Scoop. And I didn't realize that, like, I think I stole that shit from I am Groot. <laughs> Who's Groot? What? Who's Groot? Oh, oh Groot. Guardians. Groot. Yeah, Groot. Groot. Like, I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. But yeah, I am Scoop, a.k.a. Uncle Scoop. Better known as Uncool Scoop. Here are my compadres. To the left of me, I got my man, rich ass nigga Roddy. Awkward. How you doing, guys? Man, that's a cool fucking tag up. Cheer. Cheer, cheer, cheer. Call it a tag up. A tag up? I don't know what that is. Oh, that came from graffiti days. Damn. Damn. You know, graffiti is not a thing out here in New Jersey. At least down here. Maybe in Newark it is. You got, well, we do more murals. If you go you said we do more tagging. murals. You go Where? to the city. He said pointless on, tag. On somebody's <laughs> house? There's nothing but houses out yeah. here. Where's no, yeah, no building? Go on Camden. There'll be some nice ass murals. Like, they look 3D, like Mona Lisa. Yeah, in Camden. Pull a, pull a, a, a <laughs> spray can out your bag, nigga, and get locked up walking down motherfucking High Street in Burlington, nigga. Real talk. Nigga, this is not <laughs> a, Where is you right? Where is you doing any graffiti? Hey, we, that shit is historical. Yeah, this is uh, South Jersey is not for the arts. Like, yeah, not them arts. I mean, shit, it ain't it, it ain't for uh, urban arts. Unfortunately, you know this area. That's why it's so hard for rappers to find. A I venue. was about to say that. That's scary. That means there's a strong lack of hip hop in this area. Oh well, the hip hop is here. It's just the the the, the, the elements the, the ain't gate, all there. The That's like if I give you a soup. Shout out to just, the gatekeepers. It's just broth and carrots. CeeLo. Nah, but see what gate you're saying garden. is the gatekeepers Dre. don't allow it to be prevalent. You feel me? That that's the problem. It's mm. artists here, mm. graffiti artists. It's niggas yeah. that dance here. It's yeah. hella rappers. It's hella yeah. DJs. All that. It's, it's shit. almost too many rappers. It's almost it's almost not enough fans because everybody is an artist. Honestly, yeah. it's a radio. There is no radio station in the state of New Jersey. That's important. Mm. That's important. I heard, I heard we getting a football team. I heard that we. Getting, Are we really? Yeah, I heard. I heard they said. 
I forget what year. I think they said like 2023 or 2022. Like uh, New Jersey Jets. New, New Jersey Jets. Jets. New York Jets. I've read it. Don't don't quote me because I didn't look at the source. Did the hot dog people say, sell it? <laughs> sell their rights the to New it? New Jersey Giants. Oh, oh, oh. It was Giants. Right, 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 right. <laughs> New Jersey Jets is what they said. I seen it on something, but I didn't like click on it. So I don't know. I would believe real. that New York NJJ? is getting rid of the Jets. Yeah, cause where would they put the stadium up north? Of course, they would just play. It'd be the same stadium play. that they already play in. <laughs> oh, it would be the same. All right, right, right. Yeah, what was that? But they'd be rebranded. They just kicking them out of New York. Yeah, hold on, man. I didn't introduce my homie Ivan the poet, though. Man, how you doing, man? I'm here. I'm chilling. Ivan the wise. Squad. What was that? Uh, Ivan the vain. What's going on? I just gotta put a the after my name and shit. I could be. Oh, I'm Scoop the, the podcast nigga. I'm telling you, <laughs> you're Scoop of the MC. They're scoop the podcast nigga. <laughs> yep. 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 Oh, man. But how you doing, Ivan, man? You good? I'm good. I'm chilling, man. Mm. Sitting here in my Goose Gang sweater. I see you. Yeah, I'm out here, baby. Goose Gang? What is that? Goose Gang, that was, uh, uh, I worked at a Wawa for many years. And uh, the logo for Wawa is a goose. And so the brotherhood at my Wawa, we were not just any other store. We was a gang. We were the Goose Gang. We held each other accountable. You know what I'm saying? So, wait, hold on. So Triple OG out here. A Wawa, because you got to understand, you know, we got people that listen from all over the place and shit. Like, what what ex- actually happens? Oh, yeah. You know what? To my New York niggas, because ain't no, ain't no Wawa's in New York. A, a Wawa is not a bus. <laughs> Spanish nigga joke. Because uh, that's, that's how you say bus in Spanish, Wawa. So, it, it kind of sound like Wawa. Oh, this podcast is called Watch This. I'm, I'm, I'm on, we on live for the first time ever, so sorry. All right, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to everybody Niggas listening and watching. What's this podcast called? <laughs> have you met? Yeah. Have, have we met? No, this a is wa- some of our first. You know, Wawa actually started off as a, a milk company. They just sold dairy products in, in Wawa, Pennsylvania. Look at Th- that's where they got the name from, Wawa, Pennsylvania, which actually means goose in Native American. What's this, what's this nigga doing, yeah? Awkward. Yeah. I don't know what, because Native American isn't a language, obviously. But the whatever people were from that area named geese, wawas, and that's where they got their name from. That's where they got the name from, wawa. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you did the knowledge on the Yo, wawa. Yo, I was really a triple OG of the goose gang. You thought it was, I was real about it, bro. You don't just get this sweater, all right? You, you don't just get these. You got to earn that shit? You got to earn this shit. Shit ain't free. This sweater ain't free. <laughs> you see me walking around with this sweater, but baby, you don't know how much work I put in for this. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm looking forward to Kendrick dropping, man, for real. Of course. Yeah. So, Roddy. What's up? Rich-ass nigga, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing, I'm doing great. So, last week, you were uh, still a little bit under the weather. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm losing weight. I'm on the keto diet, and when you're on a keto diet, you know... Um, the change from eating junk to eating extremely healthy, like eating extremely restricted, your body kind of rejects it. So I, I was fucked up for a couple of weeks, but I'm uh, I'm feeling better. So you were shitting, doing a lot more like. than shitting, but yeah, <laughs> shitting was a part it of was, it. It was coming out of both both ends. <laughs> it was every orifice. God damn, well orifice. I'm glad, <laughs> Yo. I'm, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're yeah, back, I'm man. Doing but. Much <laughs> So uh, anything eventful happened other than you shitting and throwing up all over the place? Yeah, I went to uh, I went to Fells Festival. Um, that was fire out in Baltimore, um, and I went to a swap meet out in Baltimore as well last weekend. Swap meet, yeah. And What's then, that about? Um, it's just like uh, a collective of uh, black creatives coming together. It was in the Reservoir Hill area of Baltimore where they just, 
you know, sell all their artistic wares. Mm. So that was real dope. It was a lot of artwork, a lot of abstract work. Art, a lot art of, is dope. Yeah, it was it was a it was a great experience. And then um and then I'm going to North Carolina A and T homecoming on the twenty fifth. Mm. Yeah, Squad. that's gonna be in Greensboro, it's gonna be fire. Yeah. You fuck with art school? Art, man. I am art, man. Cause how, how you you? I'm just, I'm just I just wanted you to tell the people. I knew. I was setting you up. Damn, don't play me. <laughs> nah, you already know. Sheesh. Nah, man. Yeah, definitely, man. All, 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 any type of artistic expression, you know. Is... I like that Scully, bro. And I, I specifically like it because it's embroidered. That shit is not cheap to get it embroidered like that. That swanky. What was that about? Thou shall not question the swank. And you just did. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> I just wanted you to tell the people again. Why? Why? Why I'm trying to get you to tell the people shit? Yo, you know, I'm just swanky, doing my job. Swanky Scully. Oh, hey, look, see my shit backward. I can't even really see the way it go. Yeah, Swanky Scully's man. You already know. Man, it was a brand that we we had back. We started back in 2011. Um, and yeah, we had clothes, music, videos, bunch of flash shit. You know. So what we doing today, fellas? Oh uh, man, we just living, man. But you know, uh, my week was good. <laughs> Oh Word. shit! I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I was trying. Hey, scoop. How are you doing today? What was? You, what did you do? <laughs> oh, man. Nah, man. Everything good, man. Um, damn. You know, damn, damn. Young Cartier. You know, what I'm saying, getting big. Uh, we went to uh, Johnson's Farm, which is a farm in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, and uh, Johnson's Family Farm. Is it a family farm? That's what it's called. called? Yeah. Is that the farm with really? the sunflowers, or is that a pumpkin farm? They got they got sunflowers and pumpkins there. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, oh shit, you didn't knock. The it's a oh, yeah. adjustment. Oh no, adjustment. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going. going. Keep, keep going. going. Good. Good money. Oh, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Good money. All right. So yeah, now nah, I went to um, Johnson's farm. Took took my son. Um, they got like live animals there and shit. You know, they let the kids or the people, I guess, feed the animals. So it was cool to see him like. Marvel at goats eating corn and shit like that. You know? Niggas said goats eating corn. That is a sight to see. Yeah, they give you like these fucking little corn, the little corn on the cobs, and they're like really hard. Like it's not like cooked, I guess. So it's like hard ass corn on the cob, and then you you put it through the little chute, and it goes into the cage where the uh, the goats or the chickens are, and they they eat shit. And <laughs> That's gangster. Yeah, I mean it was cool. It was cool, man. But um, but yeah, man, I was just looking forward to uh. 26, you know, we got to watch this podcast artist showcase coming up. Absolutely. I'm excited. Natural about Corner that. in Willingboro, Charleston yeah. Road. Come through, check it out. Definitely, man. Definitely a do- lot of dope artists that are, um, you know, going to pull up and shit. We got uh, Tree the Goddess. Ooh, we got uh, Kato and Rudder. And, Rudder, uh, that's my guy. And Super Drugs. Um, and just Super added, drugs. added uh, Nick Driller. Oh, I like Nick. You Drilla. don't say. Okay, yeah, Nick, so there Nick, we go. Yeah, fucking Driller. Yeah, Nick Driller. That's gonna. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Drilla Nick Driller. Corolla drugs. Music Volume Two. Yeah. That's a, that's a good bump. I fuck with it. Yeah. Shout out to Nick Driller. It's gonna be a good time, man. We gonna drink a, lot, we drink a lot. of Yeah, Henny. I wanna see what. Oh that yeah, is come on. through. It's a lot of Henny. Oh, uh, and um, what's that nasty ass shit that puts a tiger bone? Yeah, the mixture. <laughs> Word. Shout out to Sun. That shit that make your soul burn slow. Yo, that's funny as hell. Shout out to uh, Sun. Shout out to all Natural Corner. Shout out to Sun. I talked to Sun today too, man. It's a good brother, man. Good guy, man. He's yeah, he a real about, good he guy. To, he said he about to go to Dallas this weekend to watch the Cowboys lose and shit. So he I always said, doing some real extravagant. Yeah, man. Where we at with shit, man? Okay, we're looking good. All right, so um, 
We do have a hip hop podcast. We do have a hip hop podcast. It's been, you know, a few things that have occurred over the over the past week that um are worth talking about. Cheer, cheer, cheer. Before we get into the jokes and the fun, funny shit though, you know what I'm saying? Um let me let me get my get my applause ready because I just wanna give a major shout out to to the dog, DMX. Six uh, He said six. <laughs> what I wanna is give going I wanna on? give a shout out to the dog DMX, man. You feel me? Because um Early on in the podcast, one of the earlier episodes we did, um, we honored DMX. We shouted him out, talked about his accomplishments, and um, yeah. he's definitely a legend. Absolutely. In the, in, in, in our culture. Um, it appeared that he was making a comeback um, to some degree. I don't know if he was making new music or not. I didn't hear anything, but I know I saw him uh, at Kanye shit. He was yeah, he had a comeback. According to Swizzy, he had a whole two, three albums. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Swiss has been like, the dog's coming. The yeah. dog's coming. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Wait yeah. till you hear my brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, shout, and shout out to Swiss, because Swiss doing real good. And he, he supported X after he came home from jail and, and was, you know, helping him get some more looks. Um, but um, it was reported this week that DMX uh, checked himself back into rehab. Um, so if anybody anybody familiar with DMX and familiar with his story understands that he's had some struggles with, you know, substance abuse in in, in his life. There's demons in general. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, but as far as I don't know, when I read that story, you know, the internet is a is a crazy place. The internet is uh, a lot of trolls. full of lies. Full well, of first lies. of all, because the first story I heard was yeah. that he was found Naked. how he was found in a car. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next day, it was like, oh, he didn't actually relapse. He just, I'm like, what story is real? And whether or not he was or wasn't, I mean, because I read the same shit, you feel me? And at the end of the day, he's somebody that is reaching out for help. And as as black people, as as colored folk, you feel me? We, we're all uh, affected by this shit to some degree. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm sure I speak for a lot of us when I say that, you know, we know somebody, might be related to somebody, you know, uh, who has struggled with some type of substance abuse. Um, and in many cases, people don't reach out for help. You I'm going to reach out for help. Um, I need some help locating the ginger ale. I see you looking. <laughs> I don't know where it went. I don't got it. Oh, like oh Goose Gang got it. Spiced. I touched it. Yeah. So, so basically, though, I, I just really want to take this time to first of all shout out DMX and commend him because I see a lot of people making jokes and, and and bullshit like that. And at the end of the day, it's like, um, this is a man that's trying to like get his life together. Um, and I, you could you you shouldn't. I, I can't joke on that. I can't joke on somebody that's trying to get their life together, that's trying to do the right thing. You know, they he has maybe he has an addiction or or whatever demons, whatever you want to call it. Bro, people people laugh when people trip. Absolutely, mm-hmm. like it's funny. No, I mean literally. Like mm-hmm. if I'm if if we're in a park and someone trips, not even falls, but like stumbles and trips in front of you, there are human beings that find that. Fun- I want to say on the average, most people find that funny. Mm-hmm. Or like when I was in school, if um someone fell, the class would go into an uproar. Mm-hmm. People find that shit hilarious. Mm-hmm. I've never in my life laughed at someone who fell. I've ne- I don't see the humor. I never found it funny. You're walking, you fall out of left field, you could have cracked a kneecap or something. That's where my brain instantly goes. While mm-hmm. everybody else is laughing, I'm like, bro, how is this funny? Where's the humor? Put me on. And then when I take it there, people go, ah, oh, yeah, mm, you always take it so. I'm like, what the fuck? Shit ain't funny. Mm-hmm. So a nigga will laugh at you tripping. 
A nigga will laugh at you. Yeah. <coughs> going into rehab. Mm-hmm. Nah, for sure. And they, people love watching a train wreck. People love it. You know, they love they love watching it. it it's it's like a a, a guilty pleasure, maybe even not <laughs> like guilty a pl- for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. But just people love watching it. You know, they thrive off of negativity. Yeah. So so with our with our platform, you know, I just wanted to make it known that you know we support you know people that are dealing with you know demons, issues, addictions, you know, uh, especially the ones that are seeking help because it's people that just don't give a fuck. They out here, you know, disrespecting their loved ones, disrespecting themselves. Right. And and don't give a fuck. I got to give an extra shout out to people that are actually trying to do something about it because right. um, from from personal connections and personal relationships that I've had in my life with family members and, 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 and friends and loved ones, I understand how serious and how real that shit is, you know. And um, I, I just want to give love and light to DMX and, and just hope that fuck the rap shit. Like, fuck rapping. You feel me? I just want him to be healthy, to be happy, and and, and to be clear-minded, you know, and, and on his journey. Yeah. Um, That's that's what's important to me, you know. And, you know, and, and look, it, it, it come off a way, but at the end of the day, it's like, I just want to, that's that's how I feel, because I've been affected personally, you know, by it. So You I know, guess, it's ironic how um, what we consider a legendary guy going into... Uh, rehab for substance abuse versus how popular substance abuse is in like today's mm-hmm. music like my favorite rapper substance abuse is on to the grave my nigga mm-hmm. nah, it's, it's just crazy how um how, my future or is it my Lil Wayne no nah, future I don't know if, if Lil Wayne served his aunt to death yeah. he ain't Lil saying Lil Wayne is an aunt <laughs> okay <laughs> But he 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 confessed to it. Future confessed uh, to it. I'm done it's just that. a thing. Like the more drugs you say you consume, um, it's just that's the easiest way to be relevant. Yeah, I mean it's because the drugs that they are consuming now, there hasn't been a long enough track record of the long term effects. Mm. It's the same reason why I wouldn't get LASIK. Didn't ODB like? Do crack or something like that? Yes. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. And how did that not, like, I'm just comparing it. Him doing that, how did that not become popular? Why didn't more people do crack then? Because his antics were of a crackhead. Well, if he did, if, if ODB did crack and was cool, then maybe people started doing crack. But he was clearly the crackhead of the group. I see. And crack had been around for some time before we before Wu-Tang Clan. You know what I'm saying? So the effects of crack Has were already known, been seen. was already I known. See. You know, if you look back in the, you know, the 80s and, you know, when the shit first came around, you know, hip-hop wasn't what it is, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or what it was mm-hmm. when Wu-Tang was out, but music was around. Mm-hmm. And there was people that was doing records, you know, maybe not crack, but about Coke. Coke. White Lines, Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. But good no, example. I think they you know good example. Like, like, the hood knows what a crackhead is and, and what actions manifest from a crackhead so ODB didn't need to tell anybody he did crack we knew he did crack mm-hmm. Flavor Flav didn't need to tell anybody he did crack oh Flavor Flav did crack very much lots of it yeah he, 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 he said he, lots he, of it he, like he, he was nah, his distributor he, nah. he was in an interview he said he bought $2,000 yeah. worth of crack a day recently he nigga said a day god damn I mean that number sounds excessive but I know it was some shit some, it was some crazy shit he said though. Like, it might have been that but it was some crazy shit where he said how much crack he did and um 
Two thousand a day? No, nah, I mean maybe two days a two days a month because yeah. a day. I mean, the day that you knows, do it. Anybody that knows anything about crack, though, like you know, what I'm saying um, you can smoke it all day. They do it all fucking day. They don't go to sleep. Actually, it's all night. They might sleep during the day. You feel me? But all night long, you feel me? That's that's what the motherfuckers gonna do. It ain't like dope where motherfuckers gonna nod off and all that shit. It's not like weed where niggas just smoke weed and get the munchies. You know what I'm saying? It's a different effect. And and, and the more they do, the more they want. You know, and yeah. it, it, a crack high lasts what like five minutes at the max. Yeah, I don't know. So I, that they they just keep on needing that because. They chasing that high, yeah. and then apparently you never get the same high that you got the first time you did it, and they're just chasing that. They're trying to get to that point, you know. And again, I don't know. I never did no white drugs. What'd you say? See, I think that's more dope. That's definitely heroin. Look. Well, look, all right, all right, that's that no, T-Mac, I hear you, I hear you loud and clear, and, and, and I respect what you're saying, because, again, you know, this is something that affects our community. We are talking about crack. Yes. Because Wait, is, is there soft crack? All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, no, all right, so, so what you're saying. said is there soft crack. No, 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 look, 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 I want the listeners to, to understand what is going on, so T-Mac. I'm never, I can't speak Of course not, no one in here smoke crack, I understand that. You smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> It, you, you, no, what you said though, you said it tricks the mind into believing that they well, need it. I think well, no, no, I, I agree with that. I, I might have spoken too soon. Is that, is that what you said though? Yeah, okay, if it it tricks the mind into because because heroin you really need it. Crack will trick your mind into believing that you need right, it. So so, so no so so that's different. I, I take that back and that, and that's what it is because I'll be like I feel like you know. Crack and coke, they they're mental drugs. They 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 affect your mind. Where heroin really affects your body. That's why they gotta go to methadone clinics and all that type of shit to 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 wean their bodies off of it. Where crack, you don't have to do that. It's they have to trick their mind into not you know believing that they need it. So, yo, you know there should be more rappers to rap about this stuff: methadone, crack, and heroin. Mm. I wish there were more rappers that rapped about these things. In a negative light. Any light, I don't give a fuck. Just nah, but it's, was, plenty, it's plenty, of plenty of crack. Of, plenty it's plenty of, of crack, crack rap. It's just niggas talking about getting money off of this shit. Yeah, I was getting, being uh, ironic. Uh, heard you. Yeah, heard you. <laughs> but well, because I agree with you though, the, 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 not not the irony part. I agree that some people need to bring awareness. Yeah, you know, to, that's to, why to, I was to being ironic issue. to My get it here. Is, do we need awareness for crack? Is there anybody who doesn't know what crack does? I don't. I don't. You guys are educating me. I don't know none of this shit you guys just said. Exactly. I have not. Had the displeasure of just being around a lot of crack. Well, mm-hmm. you have a sweater on that says Trenton. But you from Southside? You know crack in Southside? Heard. I. Y- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, but no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. But with, with, with understand, Ovid is a few years younger. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like I was gonna true. say that when like, like, like it wasn't. Yeah, I, they were there. But yeah, I live. I lived a little more like imaginary world. Like where my friends was like. Related to crackheads, so they was more visceral and firsthand. I just seen it. I didn't really fully get it. So the crackhead on my corner, 
I just thought he was crazy and homeless. I didn't know he was crazy homeless and therefore also more than likely a crackhead. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing this now on this panel while I'm talking to you. Yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't like, really you, think you, about you, it and care. You're like, oh, Jimmy was a crackhead. Yeah, yeah now that I, I think about it, yeah. Like, like a, uh, a community of crackheads. They used to sit in the woods on a, on a stump and do crack and drink really cheap beer. And like, it yeah. was just like a thing. Like we just... I mean, now, 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 don't get it fucked up though, because there's, there's levels, because there's there's, levels. There, there, there's crackheads in the in the stereotypical Dude, sense, right? Yeah, there's the still your still your, and then there's the functional crack addict. There's people that hold fucking jobs, state jobs, federal jobs, and smoke crack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, wait, are you an addict because you use it? Can't you just be a user? Well, I say you're an addict because you're addicted to it. Okay, because some the other day someone called me a pothead, and I say I'm not a pothead. I just like smoking weed. Can a okay. person just like smoking crack? Do they have to be? I believe a I believe that crack is very addictive. I feel you. You know what I was saying? All right, saying? look, I, I can go this. 365 days smoking weed. Crack. I'm never. I I could hold go on. Wait, hold wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? He I don't said, think casually smoking crack is a thing. Oh, I, I, I thought it was just said Cassidy smokes crack. I was nah, just like, how could it I was not like, be? Oh, shit. What, no, what would be the other? What would be the other end of the spectrum? If not casually smoking crack, how are you doing it? With intent? With with conviction? What do you? How? Because crack crack is like since you 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 said you saw it from afar. Yeah. Like it is a very definitive thing. Like it is the lowest drug. People don't start off as crackheads, but you're still doing it. Yeah, you start off as something else, and you. Fall, how do you, you how do you define a guy crack. like he described as a guy that works a regular job? He's a bus driver, but he goes home and smokes crack. Like you would drink a beer, or how would smoke a, a spliff? Why can't the guy just smoke crack? If he can, I'm not saying that it is not a debilitating thing. It'll put you under a condition. I'm just saying, if a nigga exists, he can go and function, and his vice of choice is crack. Why does he have to be a crackhead or something extreme? Why can't he just... Or, or why is he an, an addict? Or why is he an addict? Why isn't he just smoking crack like anybody else who smoke a cigarette or drink the beer? Effects and you don't call niggas who smoke Newports five boxes a day... Addicted. Yeah, Addicted. cigarette yeah. addicts. I've never, I've never heard the phrase cigarette no, addict. They're called, they're called chain smokers. But who says that? No one says that. Uh, the term, the people, term is crazy. On your the interview, term is chain on your smoker. This yeah, it's called smoker, not smoking me, addict. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me address it, please. But you're not called. It doesn't say smoking addict on your on when you fill out for a dentist form. Let me, are you, let me, are let you a me, smoking let, addict? Let me, let me address it though. Um, in my experience, you know, in my in my life, um, I have been um, privy to people that were functioning in in, in my terminology, functioning crack addicts. Okay. Now they may have jobs, but sometimes they will make decisions that are detrimental, or I won't say detrimental, but they're adverse to what their sober mind would make. Yeah. They make decisions based off of crack. Don't get it fucked up. People, some people that smoke weed do the same shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That may like, oh, I can either pay this bill or I can put myself on a payment plan and and and, and get this this eighth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's people that would make that decision when, like, yo, nigga, like, your sober mind would tell you, like, this bill needs to be paid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Crack affects you a little bit stronger than that. So, like, people will make decisions to where, like, their lights will get cut off. You got a job. They'll still. Yeah. They'll, st yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll still shit. But, like, but even, yo, or 
run out the crib, leave their kids. It's all type of shit that happens based off of that drug. It affects them. I can't say from firsthand experience, I never did it. Yeah. But from what I've seen, I've because I can't understand. I'm not it. gonna hold you, bro. And this may seem this may sound wild, but I'm gonna say it because this is the truth that I hold in my heart. Heard you. Speak your truth, King. Literally, my nigga, everything you said about crack, I can say about vagina. Everything that a nigga will do, everything that a person would do for crack, a nigga will I see niggas kill. Literally <laughs> yeah. kill. Yo, hold up, though. It will trick the body. Though? It will trick the body into thinking it needs it. A nigga will sell. Mm. A nigga will make a decision, not based on rationale, but based on will he or will he not get the vagina. He don't even need. He probably already. Yes. Yeah, hold on. Wait, then, wait, no, no. Are you describing penis and vagina like crack? Because I'm telling you, he's vagina, comparing it to crack. He's yeah, not saying it's definitely it's different crack. Than penis. He's yes. just saying it's like crack. Yes, I will say when, when a when like a, a man has experienced it and then has not experienced it for long enough. Are you a I'll man? Say this. Have you experienced this trick? I'll say this. How much people testosterone have, you got in your testicles? People have smoked. People have sucked dick to buy crack. <coughs> no one is sucking dick. For to vagina? To get vagina. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Because, you know, there's women and men, unfortunately, that may have sucked some dick to get some crack. Uh, so what? what's the rationale there? No one has sucked dick for vagina? Yes. That, 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 I, I think that's I'm a very go good point. Yeah, I think that was a good point. That's a pitiful point. What? What? I don't see. I don't even see the correlation. Well, there. I'm saying because you're talking about the things that people would do. Are, is sucking dick an extreme? You're you're making it sound like a person. That's what I'm saying. You're making it sound like a person wallowed so low that they were willing to suck dick well, for crack. You're right, making no, no. it sound like sucking right. dick is a terrible thing. Nah, to your point. I know people who suck dick, and they are decent people. <laughs> so decent upstanding people. The vagina doesn't have a dick for you to suck. The crack dealer does. Okay. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm to your point. Because Roddy's point, it sounded good. But, you, you, you know, the crack dealer... I might have a dick for you to suck. Yes. Therefore, you get your crack. Yes. The vagina doesn't have a dick for you to suck. That's going to get you the vagina. I want to test. She'll have another. I, I she'll have another hurdle for you. For a woman, be like, you know what? I'll fuck you if you suck his dick. And I want to see if this. And a I, nigga, there's a nigga that, 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 that would never happen. There's a nigga that'll do it. All right. So we have a hip hop <laughs> podcast. Are these people? We can talk about dick sucking <laughs> in, in, in vagina on. Uh, also horny. <laughs> <laughs> Are they addicts? That's all, what I'm asking. All, all, all the good names to take in, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that shit. But yo, no, my fox. Yo, Save it. All right. Steve won't let that happen. Yo, that shit crazy. All right, I'm so... Um, back into hip-hop. Um, no, we just we was bringing it back to DMX. It was just unfortunate <laughs> that our brother is going through what he's going through. Well, it is unfortunate he's going through what he's going through. Um, an an another artist that is going through some shit that may or may not be as unfortunate as the dog. Mm -hmm. is, the underdog is Daniel Hernandez. He's yes. the underdog. That was a nice. That was a nice Sean. little. See what I did yeah, there? I liked it. Yeah, I that was that was you know, good. I, I, I no, I'm working on it. I was in the mirror like muy bueno. Do it. Yep, yep. All that right. was it. So so six nine Takashi six snitch nine. Um, he uh, supposedly has signed a deal. How for two albums. I don't know how. 
if the, if it's on the internet, it must be true. If Max B can record, if Shine and Max B can record in jail, this nigga can sign. Shine and Max B are not Takashi. Exactly, right? they're not. They're but not. They, they said he signed a ten million dollar <laughs> two album deal. Another nigga said he bought a chain. Did you see the, his new chain with the piece? Takashi got a new chain. Got a new chain. <laughs> Yo, Lil TJ brought his baby moms out on stage at Rolling Loud. Brought Takashi's baby mom out? To brought his baby moms out and said he's now the king of New York. Hmm. That was fire. That is fire. That was. I wish I was in the hood for that. Lil TJ from the Bronx, Southside. <laughs> Yo, hold up. I'm going to get back to Takashi, but speaking of the Bronx, because I've been meaning to bring this up. Uh, you heard of Kemba? Walker? No, he's a rapper named Kemba. Nah. No. All right, we'll talk about it offline. He's a, he's All from right. the Bronx. He's somebody I'm really fucking with. And I think I'm, I'm that's his whole name, Kemba. Yep, he used to be called uh, YC the Cynic. Mm. I, met him, way I met him years ago. Kemba's way better. Yeah, I met him years ago in the Bronx, but he's popping. He's popping right now. It's a terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I think you was telling me about that. I think I did, yo. But his album dropped, and is and I keep going back to you. Like, you like it? Yeah, I put me going, on. Like, yeah, you know, for sure. Shit for like a week, and you're like, eh, hey, it, it was cool for a week. His shit, like, nah, this is worth talking about. Nah, t- tell us about well, this. Well, I don't want to get off of the 6 9 topic. I- I'll remember it. I want to hear more about Kemba from the Bronx. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Kemba. Uh, he-, he came out with an album. It's called... Uh, see, man, you got me fucked up. I wasn't prepared. It's, for on, it. it's on title? Yes, it is. Ooh. It's called Gilda, I think. Yes, Gilda. Gilda. Yeah, Gilda. I believe Gilda is the name of his mother. And okay. I think his mother passed. God bless. Um and yeah. and yeah and the, the album's it's dope man yeah yeah I look into it he, he's, yeah he's just a dope ass rapper dope ass artist man he got some um he, he got some shit on there you know what I'm saying uh he do a little singing too you know what I mean mm. but it's it's mostly just like bars and um I just like it and he's from the Bronx so I'm like yo let me you know a part of the Bronx like, does he say a street come, or anything on, like man. that Nah it's all good don't do that to me Nah you good yeah so six nine snitch nine yeah so. He's out here uh, getting hella publicity from from inside jail. Mm-hmm. This nigga's like so. Uh, so, Ivan, you don't believe that he uh, signed a deal for ten million? Nah, I believe he. It, I don't. I believe he has it on the table for him when he gets home. Got you. But I don't believe he signed it already. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it mean, would. Who would? Who would do that? Who? Who would do that? Who would you? Would you sign a nigga who's currently in jail? You have no you have no control over what's gonna happen to him getting out. You're 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 essentially gambling ten million dollars because anything could happen to the nigga. Well, he couldn't. He, he it could be a no. There could be clauses as far as like signing signing bonuses. He may not have a signing bonus. It may be waiting for the product to come out. Like it's very possible for you to sign a contract in jail. Bro, if there's one thing I learned about this music shit is I benefit more from telling you that I have $10 million and actually having $10 million. Yeah, if you tell somebody you got $10 million, then your price can actually go up for other shit that you get. Now, if I actually have $10 million, you can rob me for the $10 million. I'd rather you believe I have it, me be broke. So if you break into my crib, it's nothing but broken vases and shit. You broken feel vases? Yeah, I was... Why'd you go there? You know, because, you know, that's what broke niggas that's have in their crib. That's what niggas got in their crib? Broken vases. That's what I got in my crib. <laughs> I just been on vases all week. I used it in another reference earlier. They're vases, but they're not vases? Yeah, because if you say vase, it sounds classy. But if they're broken... Well, like, not broken, but I like I think a crack. broken vase is a vase. Okay. <laughs> vase. I actually never heard vase. 
Vase, yeah. <laughs> this nigga here. I he's, never heard Vase. <laughs> he's been around the fancies. I've never heard Because I just got put on to Vaz. <laughs> yeah, I think these niggas put out these stories. Hey, look, I just made this 6 9 chain because he bought it. But the nigga ain't buy it. Hey, this nigga just signed a contract. With who? Uh, such and such records. Now such everybody's Googling such and such records. Such and such records just got hella publicity. They ain't signed nothing. It's way more beneficial for me to just build a story around this shit than to actually sign a nigga who's a liability. Mm-hmm. This is a liability. Who knows what's going to happen? Remember, he's going to shave his head, do his tattoos over, and move to Wisconsin somewhere. We ain't going to hear from this nigga. He ain't going to be walking around the Bronx, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, Roddy, you got any thoughts about that? I think he signed it. <laughs> you can sign it. Talk to your mic, yeah, I, th- I mean, I have no reason to not think. Stranger things have happened. Like what? We have a president who is a TV star. That's we've had we've had that before. Exactly. Yeah. So this is not something str- stranger. This is before. Yeah, we've had two. I like Stranger Things. We, we've had two yeah. TV. We have two TV presidents. So if that can happen, then why can't this happen? So you think he signed a deal? Um, do you think that was a smart? Moved by the label who signed him? What label? Oh, the the label that originally signed yeah, him, right? Yeah, original label. And I, I don't think there's any any drawback to it. They sign him. He can't get the money until he's out of prison. If he gets out of prison before they give him the money and they kill him, regardless, he's going to be icon. Hold up, T-Mac, don't lock yourself out. Oh, they probably gonna, he probably going to get hella life insurance, fake his death like Tupac, and then... Rape. Like I said on the, on the other thing, I, I already think this is part of his... Um, I think this is all the rollout to his witness protection. All right. So, witness so, protection. so, so, all right. So, the, uh, there was also a story that came out that said that um, Hot ninety seven announced that they were not going to play his music. And when, then Ebro said it's out. not true. And then Ebro said it's not true. Mm. Um, now, Ebro saying it's not true was basically him saying that he believes this was a story that was released by Takashi's camp because. If we say that Hot 97 is not going to play his music, or if we say that Hot 97 said that they're not going to play his music, then that makes his music that much more valuable, valuable. to the fans out there that do fuck with him. Mm. They might, you know, they're like, oh, Takashi's coming home. Hot 97 not going to play his music. Like, fuck we, it. Yeah, we're we going to still get That's this what they try and do. That's yeah. exactly. It, it's, it's all the story. Yo. And they try to troll their way to the top. To the top top. And, <laughs> and, I, was, and I was talking to McFly. Mikey McFly. Shout out to Mikey McFly, man. Um, I was talking to him. Mikey and, McFly, you missed, brother. Yeah, for sure. He was saying, uh, you know, the stories out there that Takashi was a plant by the feds from the from the jump. From the jump, I'm not again. Jump, like them niggas put him out there to infiltrate the non trade bloods, and they successfully did that. Bro, did you uh, did you hear the um, Charlemagne had a good theory on that too. Just based off of the the gummo song, the gummo video, and how it came to play, and how apparently he just niggas if he ju- he just said, "Hey, you want to throw some bloods in this video, in this place I've never been before," and then Mad Blood showed up, and that's how he popped off. It's like no one's that stupid to walk up to people like that. Like you had to have an in already. I mean, anything's possible. Like I don't. This in shit a, came in out a, of nowhere yeah. to a nigga like me. Like when the gummo came out. I, I was just like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I didn't like, I didn't necessarily like it. You know what I'm saying? It was like, what, what is this shit? It wasn't until the character of Takashi became I'm not going to hold Instagram you. Nigga. New York niggas is not like that. In New York, nothing comes out of left field. Like, these, this nigga 
was already probably, I don't know what it was, but he was already in some type of shit for years. So check it out. When Gummo came out, right, I followed this. Okay. I followed this nigga. I don't know if she's out there hitting light switches. I think that's out in the hallway. Um, <laughs> I followed this nigga, and um, when I got to his page, Easel. he's using it. What you need? That? Easel. Oh, oh, you need the easel. Got gotcha. you. Heard you. So, so he, I went to his page. Yeah. And this nigga Takashi was out of the country on tour. Yeah. Doing, doing, in Germany and all these other countries. Yeah, he did. Ju- he, he jumping did, into the crowd. He did rage rap before. And and he wasn't doing gummo. He was doing other records other that we shit, never yeah. heard. Right. Yeah. And he was on tour. I'm like, this nigga's popping. Yeah. I'm like, this nigga's popping. Like, who, yeah. like, like, damn. I'm late. Yeah, I mean, but but he's I how I felt. I'm like I'm like he overseas popping. It still seems mysterious to me though, because it's like he was over there doing these records that we never like. He didn't have no album out. He didn't have like them songs he was doing over there. I don't know where they went. I don't know what happened to them records. And there's more niggas like that out there. It's like that. Like I've been saying this for the longest. A real big deal. I can't speak for Newark and I can't speak for like Camden, but in this center area. It's a the biggest difference I could say is what where I'm from where I grew up, nigga, niggas take insane pride in playing like local rap. Like that's all niggas play. You don't hear what's on the radio. You hear what your neighbor if your neighbor is nice and he, he don't gotta be ridiculously nice, he's gotta be nice enough and your homie. Nigga, everybody playing his music. You'll stand on the corner, you'll hear his song play 30 times over. So when we heard it, A Boogie, it wasn't because, nigga, somebody signed him and it happened. You could guarantee, nigga, his entire neighborhood was playing his music at all the barbecues, all the cookouts, every club, every single time. Mm -hmm. I know this because I grew up in this, bro. I seen this with my own two eyes. When I was 15 years old, I wasn't listening to the radio. All we played was other 15-year-old niggas' music. A uh, nigga named Lighter and UQ and I'm ugly and uh, or oh, these are new Maury's nigga I'm fly all that light fee shit bro that's all niggas played mm. out here is it's pulling teeth trying to hear somebody else's music bro a nigga J Cole and Mir Fontaine dropped in the same day I'm chilling with my homies I'm like yo bro let's throw this new Mir Fontaine on what who what's it called Macaroni Tony why would I listen to something called Macaroni Tony this new J Cole shit just dropped and I'm like bro. You from Jersey. How you going to choose a North Carolina nigga over a Jersey nigga? I want to play this shit 10 times over first. I think that's the biggest difference. A nigga like Takashi, Ben had a... We don't know what it was, but these niggas don't come out of left field. Mm. On his block and every block around that block, niggas go out their way to play the music. Mm. Trust me, they go Mm. out their way. So these niggas is overseas, not by accident. They've been supported by their hood, and they've been buying weed off each other and, and putting bread up for shit, robbing niggas together. They've been doing this shit forever. Do you think that he was possibly a plant? Oh, yeah, I don't doubt that. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that at all. These feds niggas move a certain way. Mm-hmm. You seen Donnie Brasco? I did. They said he, he, <laughs> he is some Donnie, Donnie Brasco. Nigga, I do not doubt it uh, one bit. I do not doubt it one bit. They could have they caught him. With with the with the uh, uh, rape allegation shit, mm-hmm. the prosecutor probably got into it. Yo, bro, the way they they play fucking like 
what do you call that magistrate with the with the puppets, the strings? You know what I'm talking about? Is that magistrate? That that magistrate, is? Is it, you know, like Pinocchio, yeah. whatever it's called. Puppeteer. The way they do the puppeteer shit, bro, with with information and the way they got the media locked down. One day is like, yo, if you cooperate, we'll make this rape shit go away. Once you're in. I bet. Yo, we're going to put the rape shit out, but this is how we're going to spin it. And once you win, you win. And I'm saying they playing their little chess game with, that, and now this is where we at. Mm-hmm. we all looking at it like, yo, two days ago, we was dancing to his murder charge. Everybody, nigga, I'm on some killer nigga shit. Rob, take a nigga, bitch. Mm-hmm. Now we're wondering if he with the feds. Mm-hmm. I'm the one going, bro, the nigga, the feds was there the whole time, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what it, I mean, like, I don't know, but it, it, it appears that could definitely be the case, man. And, and, and how old is Takashi? 23. 20. 20? He was born in 1996. 1996. So he's 23. 23. 23, young boy. Nigga, 23. You know, because they say, they do, they do say that hip-hop music is a young man's game. Absolutely. You yeah, right. You Ain't know. no young niggas, young niggas fizzle out. And we watched... Like, we're, you know... Speaking of a wash, nigga, you hear a new Chingaling? No, Chingy got a new song? Yeah. I like that. That shit fire? How, how do I feel Whoa. that you just called him Chingaling? That's what he calls himself? Chingaling. Yeah, no, I know. I know the, I know how the song goes. At the Holiday Inn. And I quote, Chingaling equipped with much ding-a-ling. Knock, <laughs> knock on the door. And I quote. Because <laughs> I used to love that song, nigga. That was the... First off, that album, period, Jackpot, that album yeah, was fire. Chingaling equipped with much ding-a-ling. <laughs> Knock yeah. on the door, I'm on the scene of things. Busted in. Henny bottle to the face. Fuck it thin. Feeling like my head a toxic waste. Is that Holiday Inn? Yeah, that's Holiday Inn. <laughs> that song is fire, nigga. Ludacris bodied that. I like the video because the niggas is doing this Hey, shit. what like, you like, doing? Like, like, hey, it was what they shit. But yeah, he dropped a new, he dropped a new song. It is terrible. It's him trying to do like drill rap. Oh, he's he's on drill. drill he, shit. He, he's trying this new wave, like fast pace. It's bad. Yo. Is he talking about the earth still, being he, flat? He still, still got my haircut. He's wearing a bandana and a snapback at the same oh time. Oh my god! <laughs> at the same damn time. <laughs> Is this two thousand two? Same damn and overalls. Did he do it like fabulous? Like Were they with at the least like Dickies over overalls? The hat? No, no. Or oh, the bandana is under the hat. No, the bandana is like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not. That's his traditional style. That's what he looked like on the cover of Jackpot. With the, with the fitted over. He had it? the bandana with or the snapback? fitted over it. Or he had a fitted before. Yeah. He's evolved. Oh, he, he, he upgraded to snapback. <laughs> Listen, Jackpot was a great album. I'm sticking to that. I stick to my story. All right. So as Wash niggas, you feel me? We do. We take a certain uh, level of uh, notice. Exception. That, that, that ex- well, I won't say exception. We took. We noticed that this is episode thirty. This is episode 30. And, and, and we talked about this before. Cheer, cheer, cheer. Cheer. That, cheer, cheer. That, we, that uh, <laughs> the age of 30 in, in, in the rap game has been... Um, in hip-hop period, so sports, everything. 30 is like... Well, it depends on what sport, right? I mean, because nah, this, yeah. this niggas that, this niggas that, that hit their peak at 30, right? But there's a lot of niggas that leave the league at 30. Depending on what position you play, and what a lot of niggas lead the leagues in their twenties. Yeah, if you're a running back, you feel me. But if you're a, quor- <laughs> if you're a quarterback, niggas is playing until forty. Tom Brady, like what? Seventy-seven. This nigga. 
But how many of them old ass quarterbacks are there? It's three. Aaron Rodgers. He's like he 67. Like, them niggas is old. Nigga, Brett Favre retired at like 50. That nigga Brett Favre said he's about to make a comeback. And he yeah. said he's about to make a comeback. Didn't he leave and come back? Nah. Like twice. In the current league, we got Ben, who's almost winning his way out. Ben's a rap. Yeah. Phillip Rivers. How old is Eli Manning? He's gone, though. But how old is he? <laughs> Eli not done. Nigga, Eli done done. Well, he done. Even but. still, like... <laughs> fuck Eli. I think... <laughs> It's a young man's game if you in it just for uh, the chicken. But for those who like in it for the contribution, it's a it takes it takes experience. See, I was reading an article today, um, and the artist they was talking about was Drake, because he had a line where he was like, he hinted that at thirty five he's going to retire. Um, and they basically were saying in his article that when Drake said that. It moved the washed age from 30 to 35. That there was a time where niggas was like, yo, I don't want to be rapping when I'm 30 because I'm... I thought it was 40. That's what Andre said. Yeah, I thought that for a while, yeah, too. Yeah, Andre 3000 was like, he does, that's why he stopped rapping. He said, I want to be a 40-year-old rapper. Yeah, well, he's one person. I'm just saying in general, like the, 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 the consensus mm. was when you reach 30. That's why we call this the wash episode, right? Like 30 years old was looked at as like a washed age, but then yeah. niggas started turning 30. <laughs> niggas, <laughs> niggas started turning thirty. It was like, damn, like I, I, I can still run fast and jump high. Like, like what am I doing here? You Yo, feel I me? think, I think it de- it depends on what else you're doing in your life. Like, if you thirty don't have anything going for yourself and you're trying to rap, yeah, something's wrong. Your priorities is off. If you have a kid and you still like, if you, if you don't have food in your refrigerator. However, you're scrambling for ten dollars to go perform at an open mic. Something's off. At thirty. At thirty. I also you're say, doing you doing at, 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 at twenty two. Not so much. Not right. so much. You cool. You. I'm saying. So okay. now, if you have some type of financial stability or or have something uh, that establishes you as a uh, just a, a civilian, you know, I, I have a place of address. I have some form of income. And you haven't reached the, the status you wanted with music, but you still want to pursue it. You don't look as crazy if if you was broke and still trying to do it. I feel, I feel like Ivan is trying to tell me I should I should keep rapping. You rap? Somebody Dabbles. told me I should. I will say this though. I kind of think that like the the corniness of old niggas rapping is when you are thirty plus, still rapping like a young nigga trying to get on. Mm. Like you. The thing about how young like rappers fizzle out at thirty is like you, you're still chasing that moment because it is a it's a young listener's game especially. Yeah, like. too. So yeah, so like when you are twenty, you're rapping for the twenty niggas. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are buying your album, hyping you up. Mm-hmm. You're doing all this young nigga rapping. When you turn thirty, if you're still doing this young nigga rapping, now you now now you look so crazy. So what is okay? Because as the game evolves, right, as the rap game evolves and, and, and styles change, like, what is uh, young nigga rap? The things that young mm. niggas are rapping about. About? Or is it the style that they're using? No, nah, it's mm. the things they're rapping about. So, because I, can, I really think that you can evolve with the times and have a, a change in how you're presenting your music. But as long as your music has the... Um, the maturity that you have as this nigga said maturity. Yeah, I peep. Yeah, as, well, as what have, do young niggas rap about that old niggas don't rap about, or vice versa? 
A lot of catching licks, a lot of uh, uh, doing miscellaneous drugs. Nah, old niggas of, do both of those. What'd you say? Old niggas do both of those. But they don't, you know, the glorified, name an old nigga album that they are talking about that exclusively all the, all the time. Both of those? Yes. Okay. I mean, what's grown? Because the baby, he's pretty grown. And How old is the baby? I want to say he's like maybe... 25, 27. We're talking, talking about over 30. Yeah. Oh, over 30. Oh, someone over <laughs> because 30. Because Takashi is 23 and he's a young boy. No, so 25. Someone over 30 doing drugs and catching licks. Doing drugs and catching licks. Someone over 25. Someone over 30. Over 30. The, baby's, the baby's 27. Baby's still young. I mean, we, I mean, if, if, we're, if we're looking, if the yeah. benchmark is 30, then the, the benchmark, benchmark is 30. So I want to, I'll, I'll throw in there and say future. Future is doing random drugs and catching licks. Or, or if not catching licks, someone sending someone in the field to catch licks. I would also say this most recent album wasn't about that. He's grown. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. What? Uh, Save me. Yeah. Uh, prop. I would say Save Me was like a. This shit was called Save Me. Yeah, I believe Save Me was like a spinoff of the traditional path he's on, like a like a sidestep. Like yo, not for nothing. This is on my mind. But he's gonna get back to the traditional programming. But okay, I so you. when he, when he gets on it, then you yeah. can argue. Yeah. But as of right now, the trajectory is he's changed. So you're telling me if I go on Save Me, he's not talking about drugs or licks. I'm saying if you go on Save Me, he's talking more mature than he was when he was. When he was fucking uh, astronaut. So, my thing is though, all right. If we have different, I, I I hear you, but I look at these artists. I don't know if it's subject matter as much, man. Like, all right. So like, YBN Corday. He's a young nigga that the old niggas fuck with. He's a young nigga. He's probably like twenty or twenty one or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his subject matter is. It's not about hitting licks or doing drugs. Um, but he do talk about like, you know, how he felt when his grandma died and that's yeah, that's young nigga shit. Like you know what I'm saying, like for real for real. Like 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 being up under your grandmama, like that's that's like a that's like a young nigga uh topic. That's terrible, bro. How that could is, you say such yeah, a thing? So so you're what? saying that's not so, young nigga shit. That's probably the most mature thing you could do is I'm inst- not saying it's not mature. I'm just saying that that's something that like You'll hear a young artistically rap- mature niggas is rapping about their grandma and shit like that. Like she passed, and, and, but regardless of she passed or she's here, I mean, God bless the dead. I'm just saying though, but mentioning your grandma on the records and shit like that, that's more of a young nigga topic. As opposed not to not immature. Like I'm not saying immature. I'm just saying young. What What would be the converse? As opposed to what? What would be? What would a, a grown nigga do? Speak about um, his wife, who passed perhaps. Perhaps. Cause, maybe not. Because DMX, maybe, maybe DMX not rap about his grandma who died. When? When he was in his 20s? Uh, it, so you're saying a nigga in his 30s won't mention his... his Tradi- tra- traditionally, no. I would say... Yeah, I might, what about I might Big Sean? Uh, oh, is Big Sean in his 30s? Okay. We, I don't know. We go back, so... See, like, that's why this topic is crazy, because niggas don't even know how old niggas are. That's... I hold, But... I disagree though. Like, yeah, I would say rapping about rapping about family and and and, and loved ones and the loss of them is a, yeah. is a very mature thing. All right, check it out. When you young, <laughs> when, when you young, yeah, your grandma dies. When you're older, your mom dies. That's the difference. That's the difference. You know, when I, you're when you're young, like you feel me, like because think about it, your grandma and your like when you're older, your mom is grandma. Your mom is a grandma 
in many cases. Yeah, I see what you're what saying. saying. So, 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 so that's that's, that's the difference. for some people. Yeah, that's for I, some I, people. That's I, not I, fair. I'm, I'm saying traditionally, of course, it's not for everybody. <laughs> you can't say anything is for everybody. You're putting I'm, young I'm, yeah, at it. I'm gonna even argue that because you know why? You're giving young an actual number. Like, yeah, if I, you're yeah. literally 30, you cannot you cannot talk about your grandma. I'm not saying that. I'm saying traditionally. I'm not saying what you can and can't do. I'm, argue, I'm saying what happens. I'm going to argue the traditionally thing. What happens? I'm arguing just that traditionally, what age would your parents die? I mean, you know, as black folk, we don't live much past fucking 60-something, 70. Okay. As black folk. So, say 70, your parents die. So I mean, nigga, so, you're, no, try, you're, you're, you're trying to quantify it. I'm no, because saying I'm trying to. I'm trying to say what you're saying is wrong. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, well, you're well, trying, you're really but you're going to be about. unsuccessful because it's I, not because wrong. Because I, when did your grandparents die? When I was a young nigga. When did your grandparents die, Ovid? I'm not in that. Yeah, grandparents still alive and kicking. Thirty-five years old. When did your grandparents die? No. So what I'm saying is, you're. Super oh, you know what a young nigga would say? A young nigga say some uh, shit like, we're going to walk through the mall. That like, is remember when Lil Fizz I mean, said he's going to walk through the mall while I hold your hand? <laughs> that was some young nigga shit. Ain't no grown I mean, nigga going to tell a bitch you're going to walk through the mall. Honestly, but, yo, but, when, but when I said that shit, I wasn't even thinking about personal. I wasn't thinking about my personal. I get you know, what you're saying, bro. You're you going saying, by chronology. I'm just saying like, that's the shit niggas rapping about. I'm yeah. not saying what happens in their life. I'm not yeah. saying that you're like you know what I'm saying. Like like if you're when you're young and your grandparent dies, that might be the first death that you're fucking Wait, what about, accustomed to. What about you know what opening saying? up to it when you're grown? Say say you're 35, you put out an album and you were talking about when your grandma died when you were 10. Yo, whose grandma died in that, that rap that you can think about that was over 30? That's what Big I'm saying. Big How old is Big Sean? And DMX. DMX talks about his grandma all the time. Come on now. You well, just no, said the threshold. No, was he 31 when he mentioned it? Well, he I'm, still I'm mentioned really it. Trying to think, <laughs> why does the why does the grandma matter? Why anybody I'm, could die in your family at any age. point in time? I'm just saying the age, man. I'm just saying how old you are when you when that shit affects you a certain way. Like you know what I'm saying? Like most of the time people are younger than if You gonna make me look that up because do I, it. I just I just can't see <laughs> I'm that being Earl, I'm thinking Earl Sweatshirt, I'm thinking Tyler the Creator, like both of them grandma's passed and they were in their twenties and they rapped about it. I'm just, Big Sean, but when what a, my past, he was in his 20s. So what you're saying, it, it would be far-fetched for a grown rapper. I'm not rapper. saying far-fetched. You're, 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 adding, saying, all right. you're adding words. I'm saying traditionally, this is what's happened. Oh, this is what's happened. This is what has happened. A grown, traditionally, a grown man has not reflected on the passing of a, gr of a grandparent. I'm not saying grown, but th over 30. Over 30 has not reflected upon... What I'm saying is more under 30s have reflected on that than over What 30s. about What about conversations... What about conversation? Said, no, no, he, oh, here goes, here goes. What about a mentioning of a grandparent? What about like talking to my grandparent? A, a man over thirty I mean, having a conversation with their grandparent in a song. Out. The reason why the why the subject popped off because I mentioned YB and Corday mentioned it on his album, and it, it seemed like it meant a, a very a, a lot to him. And when I heard that on his album, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, he's a young nigga that's experiencing death." I feel you. That's that's that was basically what it was. I see what you're and, saying. And I, and I, I feel I like and I, and I feel like I you're, when you're in, you're, when you're that young, you're more likely. Oh, when you're lose, that young, that's your first death to lose a grandparent. Yeah. Than to lose your parent I or to see lose somebody else because everybody else around you is that young. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying you know scoop. Name somebody who was over thirty. That I mean, I'm just saying it's different. It's, it's different for everybody. Because you know I had saying? one. Huh? I had one. I had a rapper who talked to the, but but I don't know if the stipulation was the parent, grandparent. They was talking about 
the the passing of the grandparent. But it was a it was a rapper over thirty okay. who in a rap spoke, you know, about a conversation between them and the grandparent. Who was it? Uh uh, what's up, Yaya? Oh, what's that smell? I'm just boiling some agua. Is this you? That's Jay Z. Jay Z talking to. His I'm grandma. in the kitchen. We want to slice that piece of Americana. Hold on, here comes here comes Grandma. What's up, Yaya? Oh, what's that smell? I'm just boiling some agua. I don't know that record. What is That's that? That's on. Uh, sweet baby G's. I'm sorry. Excuse my voice. Uh, sweet brother yeah. Ma. Oh, oh, on, on Watch the Throne. Yeah, on Watch the Throne. Okay. Yeah. Nah. And, and I could assume his grand his grandma, God bless, prop more. I don't want to put that on it, but there's a chance that. Nah, no doubt, and 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 I mean, no doubt, and Jay Z's Jay Z's unicorn, but I mean, that's right, you right, yeah, he did that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I just think traditionally, and you know, we. Probably but I see what you're saying. In that frame, uh, yeah, more than likely, if you would experience a death when you're young, it'd more than likely be your grandparent first, just because it. You know what my point really was, though. It was because we said what young niggas' uh, subject matter. Yeah. And the first thing that niggas said was young niggas' subject matter was yeah. hitting licks and doing drugs. Yeah. And there's other shit that young niggas talk about that's not necessarily about uh, hurting themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that, the that, mall. That, 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 that is traditionally in the mall. The mall's another one. That's some young nigga it's another, shit. It's another young nigga, another young nigga thing. Yeah. Perhaps death was deep because everybody loves everybody yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and we don't want to lose our people and I understand yeah. that. But just from me listening, thinking about YB and Corday as a young nigga that rap raps that's not out here talking about like, you know, Pop the molly and I'm doing this and yeah. I'm fucking the bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's actually rapping. So I'm like, yeah. all right, what, what did he talk about on his album that made me say, oh, it's a young nigga? And the first thing that popped in my head was the death of his grandmother. But, I see. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see that's, that's, that's what you're saying. Was. But, you know. I see what you're saying. That was, that, that actually, now that you put it like, now that I've thought about it, that is a uh, a deep point. Yeah, that is deep. Because so, if I was to listen to a nigga and I'm thinking that he's coming off mature, but I know he's young. And if I'm looking for the indication of his youth, that would be the thing that stuck out to me. Like, oh, I see. Because he's mature. Because he's mature. He's yeah. mature. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and he's and he's like, you know, and, and his mind as a young nigga rapping, he's probably thinking like, let me not be as typical as these other yeah. niggas that's rapping and yeah. shit. Um, I gotta check that guy. Check out. Yeah, I like I like YB Cordae. Cordae. I like yeah. him. He's a young nigga. So um, I think about um, two chains. Also known as Titty Boy. The first time I ever heard of him, the nigga was like 42. Mm. And that was like the first time I ever heard of the nigga. I think he, it would if any if anything, Drake probably gets the credit for shifting shit because he's like it in hip hop. But in reality, few uh two chains is really the nigga that changed. Like nigga, you could rap as however, as long as you nice and someone's listening to you, it don't matter how fucking old you are, because this nigga's breakthrough single, not his album, not not like him getting money, but him just getting his foot in the door. He already had a deal with um, DTP and him, mm -hmm. but even then, it wasn't like niggas knew who he was. He had to change his whole name, for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. His first thing through the door was on a, a duet on the Player Circle shit, and yeah, Duffel Bag Boy. boy. Yeah. And even that, that was like him just getting through the door. And him, he was like 39 then. And he still didn't make it through. He changed his name from then and then dropped um, Riding Around and I'm Getting yo, It. Uh, yo, I'm laughing because I really don't think he was 39 then. Bro, when, when I'm pretty sure he, he was. He probably was 30. He probably was 30 something. Nah. Nah. Nah, <laughs> bro. Cause, cause Put long, money on it. How long ago was Duffel Bag Boy? 
Devil Bag Boy. Uh, ten years ago. Ten years ago. That nigga's not fifty. Bro, the nigga. Right, you're right. All right. All right. <laughs> the numbers is probably all. No, I hear you though. A little bit exaggerated, but. But uh, I bet. Uh, o- older than. Reasonable doubt dropped what? Uh, the man was twenty seven. Was he or was he twenty five? I don't know. And then the the wave didn't really catch on to like what volume two, which was three years later. So even if he was twenty five, the nigga didn't really catch on to twenty eight. Blueprint one. Honestly, maybe Streets is no, watching. Streets was watching. Maybe, was, yeah, he, that's he, what I'm he, saying. He was, maybe yeah. Streets he was, was watching. 25, he was 25 um, when, when, or 24, when 24 or 25 because his birthday in December. Yeah. So he turned 25 that year when Reasonable Doubt dropped. Reasonable Doubt. 25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't pick up till Streets is watching drop. And that was a totally different era where, nigga, you dropping an album meant something. Well, he became a super duper star on Volume 2. Volume 2. After Hard, Streets is watching Hard Knock, Hard Knock Life. Life. Yeah. That's what yeah. took him to. Commercial land, yeah, you know to commercial land. Mm-hmm. For the so first time, streets getting his foot in, made people like, oh, he raps. Yeah, oh no, because the streets, streets, origi- streets back. Yeah, because originally he was a wine Sophie. He was well, it's wine. So- All right, reasonable doubt was a underappreciated album when it came out um, for many reasons. Volume one came out and it was appreciated, but that first single fucked niggas up because he had on the shiny suits and it was that you know it was the sunshine shit. Yeah, so niggas was like, ah, well, I can't get with that. Yeah. So then Streets is Watching came out after that to get the streets back. Yeah. And then Volume 2 And they did out. the little movie with that, right? It was crazy. That Streets movie was bananas. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I be always thinking, like, yeah, where can I find that? You know, and then shit? every now and again, you get, like, a Kobe Bryant. You get, like, a LeBron James who don't go to college. They was just 18, high school, and then just shot to the NBA. And them niggas is the anomalies. Young niggas that really do it. But it don't really be that case. It really be niggas 25 and better. And these is niggas is grown men. So when volume two came out in ninety eight, so that was what two years later. So he was like twenty seven. Twenty. He was still in his twenties though. Still in his twenties. Hold ho, ho was see, but blueprint. And we talking about getting the feet wet. You, I'm to, if you want if if you want to take a number for real for real, I want to give me someone who's like at their peak in their twenties. Like yo, they hustled from. Nas. Nas was it? Yeah. Nas Did, well, not well, not yeah. Nas started very young. See, he yeah. was twenty five. Nas yeah. was nineteen. Nineteen. You know what I'm saying when, when, when album came out, he was, uh, he was working on it from see. seventeen or sixteen, but it came out. He was yeah. nineteen. So, so Nas yeah. is like is like a LeBron Kobe type cat. Like he came out Mob, and he yeah, kept Nas it going. Nas and Mob Deep peak metal. Mob Deep too. Mob Deep was young guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm yeah. only nineteen, but my mind is older. That was on their album. You know what I'm yeah. And they had an album before that that was yeah. called Juvenile Hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, Mob D was young niggas. But who else, though? Who else was a young nigga? I guess Biggie. How old was Biggie, you know? He, he died at 24. He died, so, you know. That, young that nigga. Goes, Pac died probably. at 25. There you go. Or 26. Was 25? Maybe 25. Yeah. It's, that's that's something else. Like, just like a lot of our parents was in the military versus niggas. Ain't no, I'm sure no one in this room has been in the military. You guys, are, you guys, nah? But I any pre- money best, I, I appreciate your, your service. Your, your parents is probably in the military. Your dad or uh, on a son, nobody. Well, point I was making is, it was just a different time back then, bro. When my parents was growing up, that was the thing. Everybody was in the military. So when Pac and Biggie and these these cats was doing their thing, the different the information they was exposed to, the mentality they had to have, the music they produced hit on a different level. Nowadays, everything is so watered down that a young nigga's probably talking about young nigga shit that a nigga in his 30s not going to give a fuck. I can see how somebody 19, I can see how a 19-year-old Biggie can say something that still, to this day, a 30-year-old me or a 
50-year-old someone else could get what a 19-year-old nigga said in 1997 or whatever the fuck year it is. We're of the crack era. Okay. I, Back to crack. That I guess that's it. Yeah, no, I, no, I really think that is. I really think that it resonates because it's a, it's part of a it's part of a life that we were exposed to, which is why the young niggas are like, who do, like I don't give a fuck about corny ass Tupac. Like he, it didn't resonate the things that he experienced well, and talked about. Well, we kind we, we kind of stumbled into this uh, next topic, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I I Yo, like that. I didn't even look, peep. But like every week on the Watch This podcast, we like to honor somebody. And it sounds like we already honoring them. We started honoring them, and usually it's giving people their roses when they can smell them. But actually, this week, all right, let me let me just preface this by saying that. When we talk about legends in the game, there's there's certain people that are looked at as um, everybody's going to mention them. Like they've been canonized. It's it's Good almost word. it's almost cliche. Yeah. To mention them, but yeah. it doesn't mean that they're not legends. It doesn't mean that they're they're not uh, worthy of being honored. You know. So being that this is our thirtieth episode, which in in my opinion is a milestone, right? That's a big one. I figured that we should talk about. And we usually do one person, but we're going to switch it up this week. We're going to talk about Biggie and Pac, y'all. Pac and Biggie, let's yeah. do it. Mm. Yeah. So we, we kind of started. I didn't want to cut niggas off, but I just wanted to make sure we introduced the topic properly. So my bad, Roddy. What were you saying? doesn't matter now. We're on to the It doesn't matter now. <laughs> so, so, all right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, Roddy. So um, let's talk about Biggie. Let's talk about Biggie. All right, so how, how how do you feel about Biggie? How were you introduced to Biggie? Give me a Biggie story. I was introduced to Biggie by DJ Flea Market. He came this to nigga here. Flea Market makes another appearance. Yeah, he came to school. That nigga need to come up here. Yeah, he came to school. He This is back when people was making tapes. You know, Yo, like, B. You know cassettes. Like, T-Mac, yeah. they had these like, things that before CDs, they was on, like, it was like a little, like... Yeah, like bad, niggas was bad. dubbing tapes. So he had dubbed me Yo, B. Life After Death. Or ready to die, whatever. He dubbed me the the, the, the first album it was a double CD or a double tape, and uh, he's like, "Yo, listen to it." And like, I took it home, and like, I was mad uncomfortable. <laughs> I was mad uncomfortable listening to it. This was it was very much mature music, like more mature than what I was supposed to be listening off to. A, off a of ready to die. Yeah. And I was sitting, I remember as a kid, like, yo, I'm not supposed to be listening to this. Like, I felt taboo. Like, this is not something that children should be listening to, especially at the song with um, um, with Little Kim. Or was it? Nah, not ready to die. She was not on that. There was one, one song, it was, what would you do if your bitch, bitch was untrue? untrue. <laughs> Which, yeah. I, up and find as a kid. That, 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 that was on Life After Death. Yeah, death would you still want to find in my life. <laughs> but I remember listening to this thing. Like, uh-huh, hey, this is uh-huh. not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. But I did recognize the fact that while um, it wasn't for me, he was very talented. Like he was the parameter for at that time. He was the parameter for what a hot rapper was. He was, he was the sauce. Um, and me just trying to wanting to be a rapper, I was like, oh, this this is what a rapper is. Um, totally different from Wu Tang because I was. I was that was mm-hmm. out. That was Thirty Six Chambers was out. And the Thirty Six Chambers was out around the same time, um, and totally, totally different swag. It was like, oh, I can, I can get with this, even though he's rapping things I can't really relate to. I, I get the tempo. I get, I get, I based my rapping off of him. Mm. Um, Tupac, on the other hand, was very much kid friendly for me. Mm. Um, 
I could listen to it. I could play it in my room and not have to worry about my mom busting in, like, what are you listening to? Mm-hmm. Like, it was uh, family-friendly music, although he did curse. My mom was like, oh, I like what he's saying. You should rap. My mom was always like, you should rap like that. Like, oh, he, he's talking about things you should rap like. My mom was big on that. She's like, you shouldn't curse. You shouldn't do this. You should rap positive. So when she heard Tupac, she was like, oh, yeah, you should rap like Tupac. It was like, keep your head up. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah, keep your head up. So, 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 Avid, you know. Yo. Biggie, any any spice? His well, Biggie's a story. Um, before I mention Biggie, I want to say that I get a lot of flack when I say this, so I'm just gonna put it out there now. Uh-oh. Um, don't cancel us. I actually never listened to Tupac. Okay. Not That's like respectable. not like I never heard a song, but like you know, I just never dug in and um went through the crates and, and like educated myself on his subject matter, his, the intricacies, like the way I know other artists, you know? I just never got, I won't say I never got into it because what I have been exposed to, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I say all that to say this, I didn't look into it, but the, the, the artist is so powerful that what I was exposed to, even that little bit I took from his, his cadence, the way he'll... Um, it's about Pac. Pac. Okay. He'll say something simple like, Very simple. I have Hennessy, Hennessy in my <laughs> cup and I'm thirsty for more. I don't know. But the way he'll say, <laughs> I got Hennessy in my H- cup Hennessy. and I'm thirsty for more. Like that, that cadence, that by itself turned it into a whole song. Just, I'm, I'm hip to that. So a lot of- Put hitting the table. <laughs> a lot of what I do, where as far as like rapping or, you know, my pen game, I take, I always take that into consideration. 90% of what you say is not even what you say, it's how you, how say, you it. say it. How you say it makes the song. The Where you take the pause, where you take the breath, where you go up, where you go down. Um, that said, I'm sitting, it's 1997, and I don't really speak any English. I know a word here and there, like I could get by, like I could get from point A to point B. But my family speaks Spanish, you feel me, they Dominican. I speak Spanish. You feel me? I'm Dominican. Yeah. My amigos all speak Spanish. They're Mexican. You feel me? They're all Spanish-speaking individuals. Even I, I need a Spanish uh, sound effect, but go ahead. Even, even my food is Spanish. I drink Malta. Feel me? Goya. I drink Tampico. You feel me? Tampico. Tampico. I had Tampico. You the, fuck the, with the, Tampico. The, the orange Tampico. The orange, the it, it, red. Yo, it was like uh, Sunny Delight or some shit. Yeah, yeah. It was super duper sweet. Yo, we had that shit in my high school. <laughs> I say like conflé. This is a different type of sweet. <laughs> conflé. Lucky Charms is conflé. Everything is conflé. Everything is conflé. <laughs> you feel me? Everything is the bodega. I'm flipping through channels and... Uh, I, I stop on the channel because there's usually music videos going on in the channel and sometimes they have like Spanish or sometimes they have rock and roll. I also, for whatever reason, like the Cranberries, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I like Nirvana. This is 1997. This is what goes on. I also watch Beavis and Butthead. I get these guys. They make fun They make fun of rock and roll videos. So all I really know is Spanish music and rock and roll. I'm flipping through channels one day, and I stop on the channel, and there's a fat guy with a skinny guy in a Corvette driving backwards, being chased by niggas in motorcycles, and I'm stunned. Hypnotized video. I'm like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. What is this? 
cars don't even go that fast in reverse. This nigga's doing like 65 miles per hour. That's not that fast, but damn it, transmissions don't <laughs> go that fast in reverse. Then they on a yacht with helicopters. Motherfuckers got mermaids in a swimming pool. And I'm impressionable. I'm nine years old. I'm like, what the fuck? How did they, how did they get these mermaids in the pool? I bet. Maybe they not real mermaids. I could see it could be some CGI with the fins and she got legs. But how did they get this bitch to be under the water for that long in this video? So all of these questions is going through my mind watching this video. And that's where I'm like, yo, I need to know what is going on. I need to be part of this world. No mermaid, mermaid pun intended. And that was my introduction to hip hop. Yeah, I know. I did a lot there. <laughs> that was my introduction to hip hop. I started listening to Biggie Smalls. I had um, Life After Death. I didn't have Ready to Die. I listened to Ready to Die like recently, like after I was grown. Mm -hmm. I started listening to Life After Death first, and I didn't get what everything was about. I didn't get, I didn't get drug talk. I didn't get. To this day, I don't even understand why people like violence so much. Why it's so appealing to like instantly become violent at one in one second. Peace and everybody being cool is a thing. But, like, as the second that violence is an option, everybody's, like, gung-ho about it. So there's a lot of violence going on in the videos, and there's a lot of violence going on in the music. And me and my nine-year-old mind can't wrap my mind around it. Like, I don't get it. But it just sounds so fucking cool. It was good. It was good musically, sonically. Sonically. Like, like, like you know, all, all the, the, the subject matter aside, it was, like, his shit was just good sonically, the way he was rapping, the way the beats was put together. You know, yeah, yeah. Shit. You know, like... Like me, you know, I was a little nigga. Biggie came out. Um, my brother put me on, and we had like a little dub tape with the uh, "Ready to Die" on it. So you know, it was like we taped it off of somebody else. And I remember listening to that shit while we go swimming at my grandma's house. She had a pool and shit. We put the speakers up in the window and play that shit out there. You know, people come over. We be out there in the pool listening to the shit. That's and tough. one of my first memories is my grandma yelling out the window like. Turn that shit off, man. They cursing too much. Mm. She told me to turn that shit off. They're cursing. Was, because they was cursing too much. So Yeah, the motherfuckers be cursing yeah, too much. I'm like, damn, I can't even do nothing. I'm not here like, you know, just trying to listen to this Biggie. And and I you knew the Juicy video was out. Biggie. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so I got put on, you know, early, like 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 Ready to Die was definitely like an album that I listened to a lot. Um, Tupac was um, Strictly for My Niggas was the first Tupac album that I listened to. That was the album that had uh, I Get Around and Keep Your Head Up was on there. Um, I really don't know. I, I, watching rap videos as, as a little nigga, you watch a video, the single's dope, you know, you, you save up your little allowance or whatever, you go cop the CD. You allowance? Yeah, I used, to, I used to get allowance. That's cool. I used to actually was I was the only nigga that say used to some make rich nigga shit. Say some <laughs> fucking rich. No, I was gonna say. Did anybody? I gave my parents allowance. No, no, <laughs> no. Did anybody else make mixtapes off of recording music videos, like like the audio from the music videos? Nah, I would record the videos on a VHS. Yeah. So yeah, that was. I used to have like a little um, rich nigga shit. Not even. I'm sick of this nigga. Like a, like a playmate recorder. That you you know playmate yeah like a little kitty karaoke with the thing. microphone John yeah and that's how I would make my mixtapes <laughs> yo <laughs> shit seem mad like lo-fi in the background I ain't mad at you. yeah some, you, know, you gotta get it how you get it you feel me but um but yeah like Biggie like I was definitely uh, way way more of a Biggie fan you know while Biggie and Pac was alive yeah, Pac and, they, is and, and, and and they were uh, beefing 
all that shit. I was I was Biggie all the way. Um, now thinking back though, you know, I remember when both of them passed, and um, when Tupac, you know, got shot, it was like, okay, Tupac always getting shot. Like, Yo, yeah, I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's no? Yeah, it was like he got shot up. You know, all right, no doubt, this shit happens now. And as a young nigga, just you know, kind of calling back to what we was talking about earlier. Like as a young nigga, you don't be exposed to death that much. Yeah, I didn't even know they was dead when you I know, was listening. The, to o- the older, the older you get, and it's something I tell people: whenever you lose somebody close to you or just somebody you know, it's it, it's like it sucks, but it's just, it's a testament to how long you've lived. Because the more you live, the more people are going to die around you. Mm. That's just how it goes. Like the older you get, you feel me? You get you get into your fifties and sixties, your friends is gonna start. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's just how it goes. You feel me? Like it's unfortunate. I've seen you know my parents, friends, and you know as I get older, people that I went to school with. You feel me? Shit like that. It's like you know people die. So when you're young, you're not really exposed to death that much. And you don't even you don't even calculate it. Exactly. So when Pop got shot, I was like ah. But then I remember my my homeboy's friend, my homeboy's mother picked us up from like the movies or some shit. We was out. Picked this up and was like, "Yeah, they said uh, Tupac died today," and I didn't know how to take it. I was like, "What? Like, he's dead?" You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it really just—it it was weird to me. Like, I didn't really understand what it meant, but I knew that it was different from what I was accustomed to when rappers get shot. Yeah, you know what I mean. So um, I was confused, conflicted—not conflicted, but confused by it. I, I'm not going to say I was necessarily like saddened. Because I didn't necessarily have a, a strong connection to him. However, when Biggie died, I was um I remember, I remember it like so vividly. Um my I was like on restriction or like on punishment for some shit I did. I wasn't able to go out. I wasn't able to go to this party that my brothers and them went to. So I had to stay home. And my brother and them, they came in late, and he had one of his homeboys spend the night because they went to this party. So they came, he spent the night, and we all, me and my brother shared a room. So me, him, and his homeboy is in the room sleeping. And then in the morning, my my stepdad, my brother's dad, he um knocks on my door, or opens, he probably ain't knock, he opened the door. It was like, hey, y'all, y'all boy bit the dust last night. Savage. That's exact, because... He didn't necessarily like how much we liked rap. Oh, he didn't get it while niggas yeah. always on the fl- on the floor getting their clothes all dirty. Well, I mean, <laughs> we wasn't <laughs> on the floor. His thing was, you feel me? We always was rapping, spitting the niggas' raps and shit, singing the songs. It was like, oh, you could memorize them raps, but you can't remember to take the damn trash out. Mm. Even me, that was his shit. Did you remember to take the damn trash out? Sometimes I didn't. I could dig it. You know, my mom was like, you. Why don't you wrap your homework like that? You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> it, 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 it was always like that because as as young growing up in the hip hop, you know, culture, you know, we memorized rap records, and our parents didn't necessarily understand. Even though my parents, you know, he he, he liked rap to an extent, but this was just like how we look at the young niggas as some shit. Those was the young niggas at the time. Yeah, we were obsessive. Yo. So the young niggas, they looking at young niggas like, oh, they talking about fucking and, sh- and shooting and doing this and selling drugs. I don't listen to that. I listened to hip hop, hip hop. You feel me? Like that wasn't, you know, they didn't like that shit. So yeah, Biggie to him was like some young nigga shit that he didn't understand. So yeah, to him, your boy 
you know, bit the dust. And, you know, Step Pop still is, he's a gangster nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's how he talked. You mm-hmm. feel me? Niggas die, niggas bit the dust. But I remember, like, at that point being, like, le- a, legitimately saddened. Another one bites the dust, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was saddened, though. I was really, like, upset because how much I really enjoyed Biggie's music. Um, and Biggie died before Life After Death came out. I'm saying that's his second album was not out yet. When Biggie yeah, died, he only I had the one album that was out. Life After Death came out, like, literally. If I'm, yo, word up. I'm, we should look it up. He died on March 9th. We all know he died on March 9th, right? 96? 97. I think that Life After Death came out March 28th, 1997. I'm not sure. But I know it came out later that month. But th- think about how deep that is. Nigga get murdered. And then his album, which becomes his pinnacle album. Like, that's the album that everybody remembers. You know what I'm saying? Like, Riley started singing a song. It was off of that album. You know what I mean? Came out a few weeks after the nigga was murdered. You know? And then Puffy came out shortly after that. No Way Out. Came out shortly after that, and that was with the Biggie. That was all '97, yeah. All '97, you know. Um, I've been missing, missing you, we, but we always love Big Papa. That sucks. I wasn't even shit. living in New York at the time. I was living in Florida. I was in Florida. Yeah, I was in Florida, so it, it didn't really hit out there like that. So yeah. nobody, and like I said, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't, it wouldn't have made a difference to me anyways. But I probably would have seen more. Like when I lived in the Bronx when the Yankees won the. World Series three years in a row, so those was parades on my block, three years in a row. So it's different when sh- like when shit happens out there, people come together. So I'm sure I would have had a cool story to tell if I was living in New York that year. Oh, if you was in New York, because I'm in Jersey, you feel me? So yeah. so, but in New York, had to be crazy. My, my bad. In New York, that shit had to be crazy. And we lost the World Series that year. We was in the World Series that year. We played the floor. We played the fucking Florida. Uh, the, at the time. Mm-hmm. The Florida Marlins, Marlins. they're the Miami Marlins now, yeah, but we played yeah, the Florida, Florida Marlins, Marlins. There and lost to them niggas. New York took a L that year, yeah. bro. Yeah, Damn. It was, it, it, it was really fucked up, man. But but it's just interesting that um, for many years, and it may have uh, calmed down a bit now with the new generation of, of rappers, but for a very long time, for people that, for, for Pac to die in 96 and Biggie die in 97. Mm, you know what? Not to cut you off, bro. I did not dig it. Not that I didn't dig it. I didn't get into his music, but I watched like four Pac movies when I was coming up. That's something that the Pac nigga had on Biggie. No disrespect. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The nigga had like, yo, I seen a meme that said by age 25, Pac had recorded 400 songs, six albums, did four movies. I'm like, God damn. I could probably name four Pac movies. He did. Juice. Yes. He did Poetic Justice. Yes. He did Gridlock. Yes. And Bullet. I don't know Bullet. Oh, and Above the Rim. I know Above the Rim. I know those four you mentioned. Bullet. The reason why I know it was Bullet was him and Mickey Rourke. You know Mickey Rourke is? Uh, Mickey Rourke. Sounds familiar. He's, he, he did a boxer movie recently. Yes. yes he was like in, five years. Yeah, six. Mickey Rourke. Bullet because I know a girl that actually that went to my high school that was in the movie Bullet. Okay. And the scene that she was in, she was a little-ass kid in the movie. Bro. And the scene that she was in, Tupac had her hemmed up and a knife to her neck like he was going to kill her. Oh, homegirl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was always, you know what I mean? Like She's like, oh, Tupac had me gripped up. Like, you know what I mean? In the movie, he's like, the children are the future, right? The children are the future. He didn't kill her. <laughs> uh, but he was like threatening to kill her like yeah. in like a diner or some uh, shit. And her, you know, she just had to look all crazy. Like, ah. <laughs> he had a knife to her neck. I thought it was dope. But, um... Yeah, Tupac definitely was in yeah. that. And, and Biggie probably would have been in some movies too. 
Eventually. Eventually. Su- su- yeah. But, su- but Tupac was a um, theatrical nigga exactly. to begin with. Yeah, he was. He already went to the theatric school. To school. I think he went to LaGuardia or some shit like that. Not LaGuardia, or not LaGuardia but some kind school. of like acting. LaGuardia school. wasn't a school. LaGuardia, no, LaGuardia's a school. Yeah, La- LaGuardia is a that's a school. Besides Nick, the airport. Besides the airport, LaGuardia is. Uh, Nicki Minaj went to LaGuardia. It's a high school. Okay. Well, the school he went to was in Baltimore, though. It's in Baltimore, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, yeah. He went to like Juilliard. Yeah, yeah, it was Jada. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. I think Juilliard is also in New York. Juilliard is in New York. I'm save, sorry. save the Last Dance. Yes, that was Save the Last Dance. Oh, check you out. I've seen a few. With the nigga from, from Onyx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Brandy's he, boyfriend. He got snuffed, then the bull punched him in his face and that shit. Yeah, he punched him in the face. Then he hit, then he said, I got a glass yeah, jaw. I'm still trying to figure that out. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because 50 Cent said, if you got a glass jaw, watch, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. But he in the movie made it sound like a good thing. Like the nigga punched him and he was like, nah, I'm good. I got a glass jaw. That's what he said? Yeah, remember when he seen him in school the next day? He was like, yo, I didn't mean to. He was like, nah, I'm good. I got a glass jaw. And I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, is that a good glass thing or a bad thing? Glass jaw is never a good thing, yo. He said I got a glass jaw. He better even watch his in, mouth. Even in, even in, um, Maybe he said I ain't got a glass jaw. He said I ain't got a glass jaw. I go, nigga, I go look that shit up right now. He right. said I got. No, no. Maybe no. he said I ain't. He said I ain't. I ain't. Or I don't. He, I'm looking he, it yeah, up. Nah, uh, I don't have that. Nah, no, you're right. Because I, I kind of remember like when you said that. When you said I got a glass jaw, I'm like, nah. But he nah. He's like, good. I ain't got a glass jaw. Ain't got, oh, he said that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably didn't get All it right. yet. We running long as shit. Pause. But it's the 30th episode, so fuck everything. Fuck it. Mm. But no, so every week on the Watch This Podcast, um, we do add a song to our playlist. I believe it's your turn. I don't know whose turn. Who, mine? No. no Rod did last week. I did last week, so it's your turn. How is it uh, me? Let me see. Because it see. goes me, you, me see. and then him. Let me, see. <laughs> let me see who it is. This is how I figure out about fucking looking at who, you know, the fucking playlist because the songs go in order. Nah, um, Roddy didn't do it. It was... Oh, my son, Mikey. Miguel. Miguel Volador, that's his new, that's his new no, name. No, I thought I did. I thought I did. Let it go by uh, what's his name? Red Cafe. Nah, Roddy. I mean, uh, Mikey did last week, yo. Miguel Miguel Volador, yo, that's hard. Oh, no. let it go. That yeah. was you. Oh, Mikey did the week before. He did her by by um, by the boy Cozy Duddy Hefe. So after so, Roddy, Mikey, S God, Nah Nah Bugs. That was me. So it's me. Miguel Damn, so it's me. All right, so what I'm going to do is, this is what I've been listening to. They think I should have do what's going on this week. Yeah, is your man's on. It's I'm going to put some Kimba shit on yeah, there. Yeah, throw the Kimba nigga on. Um, for Kimba, let me let me see what song I'm going to put on. So, this, so for, all the, for all the listeners, all the new listeners, we have a playlist on title. It's called Watch This Playlist. Every week we do add a new song, um, and we rotate between who... You know, adds a song. So this week it's my turn apparently, and I'm going to put on. Hmm. Damn, I like this album so much. There's so many different songs I like. I'm gonna say "Dead Ass." So by Kimba. Artist name is Kimba. The song is called "Dead Ass," and uh, it is has been added to the playlist as of right now. Cheer! 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 So, cheer, cheer. so yeah, man. I, this is this is how I know we've been going long because at the end of the podcast, I always gotta pee really bad. Yo, from drinking all this honey. But um, but yeah, yo. Uh, much, much love to frequency opening the doors um at this new uh unnamed no name studio. Uh, Spice Mill Hill P- Mill before, Street Playhouse. Before we started uh tonight, I reached out to a few people. 
so that that couldn't make it. So I'll say get well soon to uh, JB. He said he's a little under the weather. Also, homegirl Montega J says she's under the weather. So I just want all my people to be healthy. You know, drink lots of fluids and all that shit. Water, water is important. Sky sea moss gel. Get some sea moss gel. Go get, get some sea gel from go, the all-natural corner. Yeah, the all-natural corner. Shout out to all-natural corner. We are in the building on the 26th of October for the next showcase. Squad! Dope artists, dope vibes. And, um, yeah, we out this bitch. Oh, shout out to the DJs that night. Oh, yeah, true. Who the DJs? DJ Eris. DJ J Millions and, and DJ, DJ Eris. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for real. Holding it down. C- curating the vibes. And I'm about to hit the button. Squad!